wreaths across America. I'm Chris Mikowski, and today on the Emerging Civil War podcast, we'll talk with Sarah K. Byerly and Susan Byerly about Emerging Civil War's participation in one of America's most beloved holiday traditions for veterans. Today on the Emerging Civil War podcast. We are already looking ahead to the summer of 2023 for the 9th Annual Emerging Civil War Symposium at Stevenson Ridge. It'll be held the first weekend of August, August 4th, 5th, and 6th. And our theme next year will be 1863, the great task before us. We've got keynote speaker Tim Smith coming to us from out in the West to talk about the Vicksburg campaign. We're going to be announcing our other speakers as the fall unfolds, and you can get your tickets now by going online to EmergingCivilWar.com and ordering your tickets. $200 for Early Bird Special through December 31st, 225 After that, get your tickets now. They're already hot. We've already sold out uh, more than a third of our seats, so get your tickets while you can. Again, the dates for the 9th Annual Emerging Civil War Symposium at Stevenson Ridge, August 4th, 5th, and 6th, 2023. Welcome to the Emerging Civil War Podcast. I'm Chris Mikowski, and joining me from both coasts today, we have a double dose of Byerly's. From the East Coast, my right-hand person, Sarah K. Byerly here, and joined by her mother from the West Coast, Susan Byerly. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Byerly's Coast to Coast. There's got to be like a logo or some jingle we can come up with there. Right, and you got our last name right. And for those that are watching the video portion of this, or if you ever happen to meet my mom and I together at the same time, be sure to let her know that you think she's my sister. She really loves that. I have mixed feelings about it, but she thinks it's awesome. And, and that is a true story. It has happened multiple times. <laughs> well, it's great. Great that we've got Byerly's across America today because we're talking about wreaths across America and a special project that Emerging Civil War is working on in conjunction with wreaths across America, thanks to Sarah K. Byerly. Sarah, tell us, what do we have going on and how can people get involved? Absolutely. So Emerging Civil War is hosting a fundraiser um, that will benefit Reese Across America and specifically their efforts at Winchester National Cemetery in Winchester, Virginia in the Shenandoah Valley. Um, so we are hosting a fundraiser and on Wednesday, October 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to have a live program. And for those that have donated to the fundraiser, we'll be sending out a link. You'll be able to join us. Um, John Tracy, one of the other Emerging Civil War editors, and myself are putting together a program about the Civil War history of Winchester National Cemetery. And we're doing a lot of research on some of the Civil War soldiers or veterans who are buried there. And we're looking forward to sharing this with you. Um, the reason that we're doing this is last year, some of us were at the Reads Across America event. And we'll explain what that is in a couple minutes. Um, but we were at the event at Winchester National Cemetery. And we noticed that a lot of the Civil War soldiers' graves 
they didn't all get these beautiful evergreen holiday wreaths um, that are placed. So we wanted to find a way to fundraise and be able to support that and be able to place some more memorial wreaths on the graves this December. So yeah, let's back up just a second because we're talking about Wreaths America. It's a well-known project that happens all across the country, ergo the Across America part. Um, but for folks who aren't familiar with Wreaths Across America, tell us a little bit about what it is. Absolutely. And I'm actually going to read a little bit from their website so I get it exactly right because I want to make sure that we're promoting them in the right way. So Reads Across America is a 501c3 nonprofit organization founded to continue and expand the annual wreath laying ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery begun by Maine businessman Moral Worcester in 1992. The organization's mission, Remember, Honor, Teach, is carried out in part each year by coordinating wreath-laying ceremonies in December at Arlington, as well as at thousands of veteran cemeteries and other locations in all 50 states and beyond. And this year, in 2022, um, the date for this event is December 17th. And as of their website, which I was double checking um, tonight before we started recording, they have 2,500 locations across all 50 states that are already already registered to help participate with this wreath lane. Wow. And, and for as um, succinct as their mission statement is and providing a little history there, I, you know, I think the, the real impact is if you have ever gone to a national cemetery during this event or in the immediate aftermath of the event, it is a stunningly powerful experience to walk among those veterans graves all bedecked with those green wreaths and red ribbons. And it's a highly emotional uh, experience. Tell me about that for, for both of you. What's that like when you guys get to walk those footsteps? Sure. Well, I'll just uh, start and then I'm going to pass it to my mom. So I first learned about Reads Across America and started participating when I still lived in California. Um, I kind of see it as a little bit of a family tradition. So I, I'd like my mom to share how she found out about it and kind of got us involved. And then I'll share a little bit about some Civil War specific experiences with it. Sure. Well, I was first introduced to Breeze Across America when my two boys were involved in Civil Air Patrol, which is um, an auxiliary of the United States Air Force. And so their squadron was going to be going and participating. And of course, my son wanted to go. So we got up early in the morning to go and do that. And it was really interesting. Um, my children grew up going to cemeteries. Um, we would go as a family. I was actually raised going to cemeteries to place flowers um, at our relatives and friends' grave sites at various um, holidays during the year. So it was something that we were all familiar with. And so it was a really neat thing when we found out about Reads Across America and we were able to go and participate in that for the first time. Absolutely. And kind of it's an opportunity to set aside a morning um, to go and think about the sacrifices that our servicemen and women have made um, for the freedoms that we enjoy and just being able to take some time in the holiday season to remember. Um, I have found that really impactful. And mom, you've had some experience of introducing young people to this through Civil Air Patrol. What's it like kind of watching them experience this and, and take it in? 
Right. You know, what I noticed was that a lot of young people, it's something that's um, outside their comfort zone. It's not something that a lot of families do in going to cemeteries. So to be able to bring them to Reese across America, have everybody, you know, from the Civil Air Patrol squadron meet there, it, I think it made them feel safe. It was a safe way to go and experience this. Um, they were able to see the ceremony that takes place. Um, some of them actually from the squadron I was associated with participated in presenting the colors. And so that was really a neat way for them to take pride in being a part of this um, ceremony. And then after the ceremony, we were able to split up and go and lay the wreaths on the each gravesite. And what I love about the wreaths across America is they're, they're, they want you to remember and to honor and to teach. And one of the things they ask you to do is to actually speak the name of the person whose grave you are placing that on. It just, it touches my heart because so many people, you think about the number of graves that aren't visited um, during the year and to have someone there and to speak that name and to look at the branch of uh, military that they served and how old they were. I know that for the young people, it really made them reflective on what these service um, members had done for our nation, you know, and they were, it was a way for them to learn to honor. For me, that, that always gets me when I'm and, and and particularly with the Civil War soldiers, and you see the date, and then suddenly it's like, oh gosh, that was at Cedar Creek, or you know, gosh, this was at Fredericksburg, and um, you, you start ha- making these connections just by reading those graves, and and it becomes you know so much more personal and so much more poignant. So now, Susan, let me ask you because you you talk about this as a project that that really grew from the Civil Air Patrol, um, but you've got a son who's off in the Air Force and a daughter-in-law who's off, off in the Air Force, so that I think maybe adds an extra layer of poignancy to this connection to veterans. It does, and in fact, the first um, time that I participated in that, it was like when I first realized that my son really was probably going to end up in the Air Force. And being at that ceremony, and you know, listening to the speakers, and then hearing them play taps, it was almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was again, it's just an honor to be there. And we had the privilege. We have a couple of family friends who were buried in the cemetery that we were um, participating in. And so for my boys to take wreaths specifically to those graves and to for us to be able to take pictures of the wreaths being laid on those graves and then to share those pictures with the widows who weren't able to be there, that was a really meaningful um, part of the day as well. Uh, uh, Sarah, a moment ago, I talked about, you know, kind of what it feels like for me to to read graves and the connections that I can make. And I know that you've been doing a lot of research specifically as part of the project that you have coming up. So you've got even more layers and and more depth of of story that you can associate with some of these things. Um, tell me a little bit about what you're doing and how you're tying this into the Civil War experience of the soldiers who were buried in Winchester. Absolutely. And I'm going to back it up just a little bit to last year. And one of the reasons that I wanted to go to Winchester National Cemetery as opposed to Culpeper National Cemetery or somewhere that might have been a little closer to where I live was I felt like I had maybe a sense of responsibility, maybe a little bit of a sense of duty to go and place 
some wreaths on the graves of men that I knew fought at the Battle of Newmarket. Um, now, there's a little bit of debate, and uh, we're doing some deeper research on this. We're not actually sure that soldiers who died at Newmarket are buried in Winchester National Cemetery, but certainly men of units who fought at that battle and then um, perished at other other fights in the Shenandoah Valley are there. Let, let, let me just pause there for a second, because I think that that's an important point where like, we just assume that these national cemeteries are well documented and we know exactly who's where and what, but like, gosh, we've got these forgotten stories and we don't even know all these connections um, and, and what an added responsibility that places on us as historians to do the remembering. Right, right. And it, it's fascinating because on the National Cemetery's website, they say that soldiers from Newmarket are buried there. But so far, both John and I have been going over the rosters and we're not seeing anyone with a with a death date that would be connected to Newmarket. So I have a sneaking suspicion that more of the Newmarket dead might be in Stanton National Cemetery because um, Newmarket is right on the border of the radius of 40 miles from Winchester that the early, early records say that they were Dis disinterring the bodies and bringing them to Winchester. So um, we'll probably have a little bit more to say about that in the actual program. Um, research is still going on, um, but it was that idea that, that took me to Winchester. And I had never placed a wreath on a Civil War soldier's grave before. I had done World War, I think World War I, definitely World War II, the Korea conflict, Vietnam, you know, a lot of those at the cemeteries in California, but it was the first experience for a Civil War soldier. And I went directly to the section of the 34th Massachusetts because I knew a lot of those guys would have been at Newmarket and it was going to be a way to remember and honor them. And, you know, like my mom was saying, you, you read the name. And for me, it's like, you read the name in the 34th Massachusetts. And if there's any dates, you read those out loud as well. And, you know, I would challenge anyone, can you read them out loud without getting a little bit choked up in that moment? And I know that may be hard for some people, but yet I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing to have that experience of remembering. Mm -hmm. It's, um, and, and, you know, I feel like that's, you know, really what draws me to the luminary at Fredericksburg National Cemetery every year is because of that responsibility that I feel and, and those stories that I'm connected to, just as you're connected to the Newmarket story and sort of feel that, that sort of responsibility. So let's, um, we're talking with Sarah K. Byerly, Managing Editor of Emerging Civil War, and her mom, Susan Byerly, with Byerly's Across America. We're talking about Reeds Across America. And uh, just to make sure folks are following along, we've got two different events that we're talking about, one in support of the other. So Sarah, just refresh us. We've got uh, an event that, that you are coordinating with John Tracy and that uh, John Eric Gillot will be helping to, uh, to uh, uh, moderate. And that is in support of the December Wreaths Across America. Tell us about uh, this, this interrelation between these two events. Right. So the fundraiser that we're inviting you to come and watch, participate online, that's going to be on Wednesday, October 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And I can share that we are planning to record it. So if you have made a donation and we send you that live Zoom link, but you are not able to join us live on October 5th, as long as technology is on our side and working mm -hmm. well, we are going to record it and we'll have a way to privately share that video link with you. And and um, the link to join us on October 5th um, is for those who donate. So it's a $15 donation. That is the cost of one wreath. And we're uh, donating all 
that is raised is going to go directly to Reese across America and we're going to designate it for Winchester National Cemetery. So both John Tracy and myself are donating our research time and then our presenting skills to hopefully create a fundraiser that's going to be memorable and hopefully a bit inspiring um, as we share some of these stories that we're coming across. I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about the research that you've been doing, but first, if people want to donate, how can someone go and donate that $15 to help support a wreath for the grave of one of these veterans? Absolutely. So we have links that are on the Emerging Civil War site, and we're going to put those um, both on the blog post with this podcast. We'll also put it in the podcast description. So um, it's a PayPal donate link. It's very easy to use. Um, I've done it myself. I think my mom has as well. Um, so we hope that you'll consider making that donation. And then once you donate, we're going to have your email address and we'll get you that link so you can join us on the October 5th for the virtual event. So what is it that you and John are cooking up for this virtual event? Because it sounds wicked cool. Yes. Um, well, I'll give you a little confession. Um, John and I were talking last weekend and we both admitted that this has been a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the we best both... intentions always go a little awry sometimes. Right. right. Like we were like, yeah, we know how to research soldiers. This will be easy. Well, it's, it's been a little more challenging, but what I can tell you is we are finding some incredible stories and we are finding stories connected to these names that may not have been told since these soldiers' family members, the last who remembered them personally, you know, passed. And I'll tease just a little bit one of the soldiers that I've been researching. Um, he actually, he dies in a hospital in the spring of 1862 and um, he's later he's buried at the hospital and then later he's moved to Winchester National Cemetery because Winchester National Cemetery um, that is started in eight or the cemetery is dedicated in 1866 but this particular soldier um, we were able to track his regiment a lot of his experience and then I found a letter that the surgeon wrote to his wife and I'm going to be sharing that um, and one of our goals as we share these stories of course we want to join in the Reads Across America ideal ideal of remember honor and teach but we don't want it to turn into a tragic festival. We want to really think about the service of these men and you know, let their names be spoken again, let their stories be told. And keeping in mind that these are people who really lived. Yes, we have that connection because we're looking at their grave um, or we're looking at their name in a cemetery roster, um, but that is just where their story ended. It's they had a whole life that they lived and a whole reason that they put on the union uniform. Most of them are volunteers. So we really want to focus on their lives and be able to remember that. Um, of course, we'll talk about the sacrifice, but really they lived and we want to be able to tell those stories along the way as well. And Susan, let me bring you back into the conversation here, because I think, you know, as Sarah talks about this notion that they lived, and I think the timing, having this in December, close to Christmas, um, you know, we, we think about these Christmas wreaths, but, you know, it is a time of celebration. Um, so what's it like when, when you go to a Wreaths Across America event, um, just in general, uh, what's the atmosphere there and what's it like? What happens? You know, um, one thing that really strikes me about this is that 
they tried to have each of these events across the country hap happen simultaneously. So on the East Coast, it's happening at noon. On the West Coast, where we start at nine o'clock, I'm just glad I don't live in Hawaii because I may have to be at the airport at, or at the cemetery at you know six o'clock in the morning. Um, but so each site is going to run their um, situation a little bit differently. But I think all of them will have um, some sort of a ceremony. So the one that I've attended is at Miramar National Cemetery in San Diego. And that is a very large cemetery and it's relatively new. Um, so one of their challenges is raising enough, getting enough wreaths for all of the um, graves there as well, because each year more and more, um, you know, veterans are, are buried there. But so I'm just gonna share what, I have experienced at uh, Miramar National Cemetery. So um, there are so many people there that you need to get there early uh, to get a parking space so you don't have to walk a long ways. Um, and the last time I was there, they actually, the atmosphere is, um, it really is celebrating. And I think it's celebrating the lives um, of these people that lived and that they were willing to sacrifice for our nation. So, um, when you arrive at Miramar, they actually have coffee and donuts for the people that are coming and they, um, and then they invite you in to the ceremony part. And there they would have at least two, sometimes three young um, people's groups presenting the colors. So Civil Air Patrol, the Young Marines, sometimes an ROT, a junior ROTC group will be there. So they really are drawing in a lot of the young people. Also sometimes um, Boy Scouts or Girl Scout, Scout troops will be there. Um, so a lot of young people are seeing this as a really good thing. Um, at Miramar, they have each branch of the service. They actually present a special wreath um, and those are usually, um, you know, by past service members, sometimes current service members. And then they have a speaker um, that presents telling you what the ceremony is, you know, why we're there, what we're doing, what Reads Across America is all about. And then just an encouraging note that we need to, to remember, we need to celebrate the lives of the men and women that are buried there. <clears throat> Um, and then they always end with taps, which that just, you know, touches my heart. And then from there, um, because the cemetery is so large that they actually started breaking people up into groups and you were assigned to the area that you would go and pick up a wreath and then go and be able to lay them out. So at, if there's smaller cemeteries, you may, um, or not as many people participating, you may be able to um, put more than one wreath um, out, but at least one wreath you'll get to place. And and then just walking through and the pictures that you can take are absolutely beautiful. Mm. Um, just seeing those headstones with the, the wreaths laid upon them. Um, and, you know, just thinking and reflecting on what these people have done for our nation. So I was uh, briefly Googling as you were talking, because I've been, I guess, the National Cemetery at Fort Rosecrans in San Diego. And when you talked about the cemetery there, I'm like, is it, wait, is that the one I went to? But uh, <laughs> actually, you have two national cemeteries in San Diego. Though. We do. Yes. So, um, now, you'd mentioned like you get to at least put out one suggesting that there are a lot of people, a lot of wreaths. But Sarah, I know you ran into the situation last year where there were not enough wreaths for the graves. 
Um, and that really is what kind of got you thinking about this. Uh, tell me a little bit about that specific moment, that discovery and, you know, that inspiration. Sure. So John Tracy and I were actually at the event together and um, we were placing the wreaths and going through, you know, taking pictures of the Civil War veterans graves. And at the Winchester event last year, they actually it is the cemetery has a wall around it so they had people who were participating line up and come in probably in groups of 20 and there's a civil air patrol squadron there in winchester that was helping to coordinate it and i looked they are coordinating it again this year so bravo to them um and they actually took us uh, took the groups aside and did a little bit of cemetery etiquette which i thought was really excellent and then um, here, because it's a smaller cemetery, they have all the, the evergreen wreaths in the back of a trailer. And then the cadets were helping to pass them out. And basically you got in line as a participant and got one or two wreaths. And then you would go and place them and come back and get in line. And they ran out of wreaths before all of them were placed on the, or before all the headstones had uh, received them. So after the ceremony and after the crowds had dispersed, um, John Tracy and I were walking through the cemetery, kind of reading inscriptions, looking at the monuments. There's actually 15 Civil War monuments in the cemetery, and we'll be talking about those a little bit in the program. Um, and he just kind of made the comment how sad it was that not all of them got the wreaths. And so that kind of got ideas flowing. And then we circled back to it earlier this year. And we realized that as uh, historians who have not had fantastic book deals or things like that, uh, there's not a way that we could personally make enough uh, difference with our donating, but maybe we had a skill set that we could leverage in the history community to help make a difference. And ideally, we'd love to see a hundred more wreaths placed at Winchester National Cemetery this year. That is my big goal. Um, so I am hopeful. Uh, but that's kind of how the idea came through, just seeing here's a wreath and here's not, here's a wreath and here's not. And, you know, just kind of wishing that the whole cemetery could have all of those holidays day wreaths and hoping that we can do something about it and it's a, a just a fantastic event i'm very excited about it so we're looking at wreaths across america on december 17th and and i would suggest that at the very least if you live near a national cemetery go and and observe and uh, you know see what's going on and if they have need for volunteers certainly uh, pitch it and volunteer but you know you can do the same thing that Sarah and Susan have been talking about, where you can go and walk through the cemetery and read those names and look at those dates and think and reflect and learn and celebrate. Um, at the very least, that's something you can do. But if you want to do more, then you can participate in this great event that Sarah is doing where we're raising money to help put wreaths on those graves. So Sarah, give us another pitch for this great event that you've got coming up in October. Sure. So uh, once again, it's on, it's gonna be on Wednesday, October 5th at 7pm Eastern time. And if your question, how do I get the link? We're not just going to post it on the Emerging Civil War blog. Um, this is, it is a fundraiser. So when you donate, then we've got your email, we'll send you the link. Um, you'll join us for about a 90 minute program. Um, John Tracy and I have been doing a lot of research on soldiers buried in Winchester National Cemetery monuments that Union veterans dedicated there in the cemetery and uh, we've got some really unique stories that we're looking forward to sharing um 
So we hope that you'll join us. And for those that are wondering, yes, we are going to talk briefly about where the Confederate soldiers are buried as well. And some of you listening probably already know. But for those that don't know, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to come to the program. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, to, to be fair, I did walk over to where they are buried last year. And I actually left some holly that I had um, been allowed to take from Stevenson Ridge. So uh, yes. <laughs> very good. Very good. So before we wrap up, um, Susan, any final thoughts as, as you get ready for um, your participation this year in Reads Across America? I would just encourage families to go. It's a it's a good way to visit a cemetery. If, if it's not something you're used to doing, um, whether it's parents or grandparents, you know, take take the young people and use this as a time where there's a lot of people there and you're doing something with a holiday spirit. And to be able to talk about um, just honoring those that have gone before us, those that have served our nation and that have made a difference. Um, so I would call it a very safe um, place, a safe way to introduce young people um, to this thought of visiting a cemetery because some aren't so into that, but you know, it's it has more of that holiday feel and yet you can still do the remember, the honor and the teaching. Sarah, any final thoughts from you? Um, I hope that our listeners will consider making a donation that we can pass on to Reese Across America for Winchester National Cemetery and um, just being able to do the research on this project has given even more depth um, to that and the stories that John and I have uncovered um, in our research on the Shenandoah Valley it's been really special so I am looking forward to sharing those and um, I think if you haven't been to Winchester National Cemetery, whether you go in December or not, I think you'll want to go make a visit in person, um, see some of these grave sites in person that we're going to tell you about, see the monuments. There are some really lovely um, Union monuments in the cemetery. So it's a it's a layer of Civil War history. It's also layers of Civil War memory. And we're going to get into that in our program on October 5th. Sounds like a fantastic event. Looking forward to it. I'm going to make my pledge right now for one wreath for each of members of the Mikowski family. So by the time this episode airs, I will have also made my donation donations so uh, thank you very much bank there. yes there you go <laughs> <laughs> well i wish you the best of luck looking forward to tuning in myself uh sarah thanks for being with us susan what a pleasure to have you with us thank well you thank so you thank yes. you so uh, best of luck to both of you and to our uh, colleague john tracy who's also helping behind the scenes uh thank you very much i'm chris mikowski for sarah and susan byerly the byerly's across america thank you so much for being with us here on the emerging civil war podcast we will see you online on the battlefield and at winchester national cemetery and don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy our podcast and you can support us through Patreon and, of course, get us where all fine podcasts are available. I'm Chris Mikowski. Thanks for being with us today. I want to thank our engineer, Jackson Mikowski, for piecing all these elements together. I want to thank the Second South Carolina String Band for the theme music that they provide. You can find them online at civilwarband.com and don't forget to join us online at emergingcivilwar.com there are more than 30 of us providing free content on the blog and we want you to be part of that conversation so that we can help keep people connected with what we see as america's defining 
event. Join us at EmergingCivilWar.com. I'm Chris Makowski for Sarah K. Byerly and Susan Byerly. Thank you for joining us here on the Emerging Civil War podcast. We will see you online and on the battlefield.